a young man can see dead people. Sound familiar? Well, this time, Haley Joel Osment is sitting this one out. Star Trek's Anton Yelchin is a small-town fry cook who can see the dead. Only this time, he's trying to stop an apocalyptic battle between good and evil with the help of his girlfriend and the local sheriff. Join Wes and Steve as they review this paranormal suspense comedy, Odd Thomas, directed by Stephen Summers and based on the book by Dean Koontz. And now, it's time for View the Right Thing. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to another episode of You the Right Thing. You the Right Thing with Wes and Steve. Steve and Wes. We are cooking. Are we? Well, we had a bit of a heat wave. Uh, It is hot outside. Yeah. These places are catching on fire. Gosh, don't remind me. That was scary. When I first observed it, I thought it was a, a local restaurant on fire. Oh, no. But it was just the way I was seeing the smoke made it look a lot closer to my home than it was. For those that don't know, um, we live in California. Southern and, California. And it's constantly on fire in the summer. Um, Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> some, somewhere in, Cal- in Southern California is on fire in the summertime. Yeah. So, Maybe not all summer, but every summer there is a new fire. There's a fire. big fire, yeah. Did I say fire? Fire. Fire. So so recently there was a fire in Burbank, California. Heaven on earth. And I got to tell you, they were on top of it. The fire department? Yeah. There were three helicopters. Nice. Like, dousing it. And so we, so we saw it um, at like four... Three three o'clock in the afternoon, right about three o'clock in the afternoon. Big big pl- plumes of smoke and stuff. Yeah, and uh, and then we went and ran. I was with our my buddy Chris, and uh, we ran an errand, and then we went and saw a movie. Yeah, and we came out of the movie, and uh, there was like not not even a haze in the sky from smoke. I mean, oh, it was really? like yeah, it uh, it was gone completely. Whoa! So it was pretty cool. They were really on it. I guess um, by like. 8 p.m. They they said they had 80 percent of the fire contained, and they they lifted the uh, evacuation. Real nice. Yeah. So I heard. Uh, I saw a headline that said Big Bang Theory's Johnny Galecki lost a house in the fire. Yeah, his ranch. No fun. It was his getaway ranch. So sad and yeah. unfortunate, but at least it wasn't like his home with like all of his like everyday personal belongings. Yeah, I hope there were no animals harmed. Yeah. On Johnny Galecki's ranch. I get the feeling it was like a vacation thing. I hope so. So maybe there weren't animals there, unless he pays to have people take care of the animals. That does happen at some ranches. Yeah. Neverland Ranch. Yeah. I won't bring that up. I mean, I brought it up, but I'll I'll put it away now. <laughs> put away the Neverland Ranch. So it feels like it's been so long since I've seen you. I guess so. When was uh Oh, I don't know. Our show got hijacked. Our show did get hijacked. And then So so then episodes when, got delayed. Yeah. We survived. Yeah. We survived it. Um tonight we're going to talk about Odd Thomas. We will. Starring Anton Yelchin. Yep. Um That's going to make me sad. I read a real sad like Oh. Factoid about it that I never thought 
I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to the movie, but I never thought about it before, and it's really just a, a coincidence kind of thing, but it's still kind of sad to think about. So, yeah. um, uh, but before we get super sad, yeah, you uh, you seen any good trailers or anything? I have seen some good trailers. Yeah, um, I just watched the trailer for the new Jumanji. I haven't seen that yet. Before I came over, uh, we're talking Jack Black, The Rock. Yeah. Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan, who I always want to call Taryn Killam from Saturday Night Live. Karen Gillan, a.k.a. Nebula. It's Amy Pond. Doctor, it's a Doctor Who thing. Yeah, I don't and watch I don't Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Guess what? I don't watch it. I'm sorry. She's so cute and pouty and full of energy. Yeah, she's lovely. I can't remember who else is in it, but like a bunch of awesome people are in the new Jumanji trailer. So I'm excited about that. Um, I saw that there is a trailer for the Inhumans, but that's not really a movie. Somebody, is Kevin Hart in Jumanji? Did you say Kevin that? Hart is yeah. in Jumanji? Yeah. There was a there was a whole thing about uh, the Rock pranking him on set. Oh, with like fake snakes or spiders or something. Oh no! Yeah. Is he afraid of one or t'other or both? Yeah, one of them. I can't remember. That's uh. That's got to be no fun. I'm glad I'm not afraid of snakes. I mean... You have a friend named Snake, so you better not true. be afraid of snakes. I mean, like, I wouldn't just run up and cuddle a snake if I saw it out on the street. But right. I'm glad that I'm on not, like... I'm you glad know, that, like, snakes. when I see a snake, I don't, like, freeze up. I would I would okay. feel weird. Um, I mean, I'm sure anybody feels weird when they freeze up over anything. Sure. I finally saw the Thor trailer. Yeah, buddy. I'm really excited about that movie. Right? Yeah. It looks good. Zeppelin? Yeah. That probably sounds terrible in my microphone. That was right. I, won't, I won't do immigrant okay. song in my microphone. Um, yeah, that looks like a fun movie. I don't know. There's not really much to say about it. I'm sure everybody's seen it and... It's going to be great. I uh, what I, I see it. What I really like about it is how it's very clearly uh, moving toward a connecting point with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Like it's it's showing you this, you know, a much crazier version of space yeah. and other planets than we usually see Thor in, in yeah. the Thor movies. I think that's pretty exciting. I'm really curious about how, like, where the end credit sequence from Doctor Strange takes place in that story. I don't even remember the end credits from Doctor Strange. So, in Doctor Strange, at the end... I thought it was just a scene in the one guy's basement. Spoiler alert. No, there was one before that. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the end credits for Doctor Strange... Yeah. Or don't want to hear about it. Honestly, um, if you're listening to a show about movies, you better have seen Doctor Strange. I'm just saying... And if you haven't, it's on Netflix right now. Watch it. I'm just saying, they've been warned. Oh, I appreciate it. They've been warned. You're warning them. I'm chiding them for not seeing it. At the end of Doctor Strange in the credits... Um, he's meeting with Thor, and he's like, he's like, my job is to is to protect the Earth from these other realms, and you and your bro- your brothers sort of like made a name for himself being a problem for Earth. So I why are you here? And he's like, he's like, our father's missing, and he goes. So Doctor Strange goes. So if. As soon as you find your father, you'll go back to Asgard. Ooh. And he says, yeah. And, he, and Dr. Strange gets up and he says, well, let's get started. 
Yeah, okay. Implying that Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor. Right. Um, Ragnarok. So I recently rewatched Doctor Strange, and Thor has long hair. Right. In the scene. So I'm trying to figure out, like, it must take place before or at the beginning of Ragnarok. Right. Because they even show in the trailer that he's getting his head shaved. Yeah. Shaving down Thor's head. Looks good with the short hair. Yeah, he looks tough, you know. I like his helmet that they give him in the trailer. Yeah, that's cool. They give him the Thor helmet. Sort of. With the wings. They give him the, he pulls the thing down and the wings yeah, are up. But he had that in Thor 1, didn't he? I guess. He had some. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe I don't think he, he did. didn't. I don't think he did. I think you're thinking of Adventures in Babysitting. You, I'm always thinking of Adventures in Babysitting, good mm-hmm. sir. Elizabeth Shue. Nobody gets out of here without singing the blues. Elizabeth Shue. Keith Coogan. Anthony Rapp. Yeah. You know something like... The I, others. I uh, recently... Bradley Whitford. Speaking of... Uh, I don't know why thinking of Elizabeth Shue made me think of um, our last podcast, which was Unforgiven. Yeah. Um, but uh, I recently saw... Say it. A, there's a Japanese remake of Unforgiven that I really, really? want to see. With uh, I think with Ken Watanabe, wow! And it's it's a mixture of guns and samurai. Yowza! And I really want to see it. Unforgiven with samurai. Yeah. Pretty cool. And they do battle in the snow. Nice. Yeah. And Elizabeth Shue made you think of that. I don't know why. Well, let's 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 Kevin Bacon it real quick. I think it was like. Oh, we should. I would love to do an episode on Adventures in Babysitting, even though we've seen it already. Like, I'd love to like have a, a, an episode where we just talk about Adventures in Babysitting. Sure, Elizabeth Shue was in the <laughs> Saint. I, th- I think literally what I just said was all it was with Val Kilmer. With Val Kilmer, uh-huh. who was Doc Holliday with Kurt Russell in Tombstone, and he was also Iceman in Top Gun with Tom Cruise. Who was in The Last Samurai with, with Ken, Ken Watanabe. Good job. We Highway did it. to the danger zone, bro. So that's how you thought Elizabeth Shue and it took you to sure. this movie. I'll, I'll go for that. That's a fun way to look at it. That's what my brain does all the time. Do you want to hear something I did that isn't movie related but that I think you're going to be very proud of? Y- yes. I, for the second time in my life, but with no churro reward... California screened a couple of weeks ago. Good job. Um, and it was a whole lot easier than the first time, which makes me think I might I might actually get used to that ride. It's a good ride. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. There, there was a lot of screaming. I didn't lose my voice, I'm happy to say. I still haven't ridden uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout. Is that what yeah. it's called? Op- Mission Breakout? Almost Operation that. Breakout? Mission Breakout, I think. I still haven't ridden that yet. Um I'll check it out eventually. Okay, so I'm going to jump us back, back over to, back to movies, yes. movie trailers. Uh, a couple that I that I not all look like great movies, but like I want to see. Yeah. Um, Happy Death Day. I haven't seen, seen that. This looks like a fun movie. It's um, imagine if Groundhog Day was a slasher film. Oh my gosh! So like every time you get murdered, you wake back up at that same moment. Yikes. Not at the moment you get killed, but at the beginning of the day. And you got to right. relive the day over and over and over again. So it's also it's also a lot like uh, Skylar Caleb's favorite movie, uh, 
Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with a slasher film, that's going to be rad. Yeah, it looks... You know I like a new take on a slasher film. It looks like a lot of fun. I actually... It's funny because I saw the trailer and then I watched another movie called Before I Fall. Before I Fall. Um, and that has... I'll look up who it has in it. But basically, it's, a, it's actually also very similar where it's like a Groundhog's Day. This girl is kind of in a group of mean girls at school. Aww. And... She wakes up on Valentine's Day, and they go through their day, and then they leave a party at the end of the night Uh-oh. and get into a car accident, and she wakes back up at the beginning of the day again. Oh, and she keeps living the day dang. over and over again. But it's not, it's not a scary movie. It's more like, um, more drama, and it's more about like her trying to figure out why she's waking up over and over again. Like, yeah. what does she need to do differently that day to make it the correct day? I hope not get in that car. Uh, she tries that. Um, Ooh, and then she something kills her anyway. It's yeah, Zoe oh. Zoe Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch. Yeah, you know who Zoe Deutsch is, right? She was in. Um, <laughs> Everybody wants some. Oh, I, I watched that recently too. That's a fun. One. I actually watched them very close to each other. I was like, oh, this is. How I uh, I can't love it as much as Days and Confused, but it's a fun one. She's going to be in the Disaster Artist. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. She yeah. was also in Why Him with James Franco and mm-hmm. Brian Cranston. But yeah. you know who she is? No. Zoe Deutsch is the daughter of none other than I'll say it. Eighties movie, like Uber Queen. Leah Thompson. Oh, interesting. Back um, to that that Elizabeth Shue, Leah Thompson era right yeah. there. Yeah. Both connected to Back to the Future. Why can't I remember her character's first name in Back to the Future? Who? Leah Thompson's character. Leah Thompson. Mom. It was mom. She was mom, but I mean, she clearly had a different first name when uh, she was a teenager. Lorraine. Lorraine. Lorraine Baines. Lorraine Baines, soon to be Lorraine McFly. Uh... So I saw another another trailer, Pitch Perfect three. Okay. I watched the trailer and was like, "We don't need a Pitch Perfect three, but I'm probably still going to watch it and enjoy it." Yeah, I will say this for the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, I've probably said this before. I have zero respect for acapella. As uh, it is, it harmonizing's is, hard, though. You have to admit that. That much is true. That part is true, but all they're doing is taking other people's songs, and instead of learning to play instruments and play music, they're just making noise with their mouth, which I've been able to do since I first came out of the womb. So I'm just like, I can do that crap. Okay. But I will say this. The Pitch Perfect movies are funny and enjoyable. Yeah. And when a movie... The music is good. Can entertain? Yeah, they do a great job of it. I just don't respect acapella. All right. But when a movie can be about a subject that I don't respect and still entertain me, that's a pretty good movie. There, I do have one bone to pick with the first Pitch Perfect, and that's uh, they stole something from a YouTube, something I saw on YouTube. Oh, really? And it felt weird to me that they did it. So um, they, she goes, Anna Kendrick's character has to audition. And yeah. she does the thing with the cup where she taps the cup and flips oh, it over yeah. and sings the song. 
that exact same thing was done on YouTube by some young unknown singer prior yeah, to this. The cups thing has been around for years before Pitch Perfect. It felt weird to me that she took that thing with that song and. I mean, she didn't do it. Yeah, but the first, but somebody it. else did. The, yeah. Somebody, the person that did on YouTube. It's just it cups. Is, there have been tons of videos about that. But no, but it was that specific song, some yeah. exact same way. I believe it. It just seemed like I don't know. Made me feel weird about it. I I can fully understand that. I mean, you you know what what can you do? Yeah, what can you do? There are there are no p- protections in place. Uh, what else? That sort of thing. What? You do something cool on the internet, any movie can come along and steal it from you. What else? What else is that? Um, I saw a trailer for a ghost story with Casey Affleck. Did I haven't see that I've seen yet? the poster. I haven't seen the trailer. Uh, now I will point out. Mm. I watched it. In silence. Okay. Um, but what I was looking at seemed like it could be a pretty interesting movie. You know, uh, political correctness aside, uh, I know Casey Affleck has been in some pretty hot water over the last few years. He's not allowed to talk about it. There's been a settlement paid. You know, there you have it. Yeah. But uh, I, I got one more. Like an interesting idea. Let me hear it, bro. I'm really excited about this movie. It comes out at Christmas. Let me guess. Yeah. There's a lot of dead air right now. Star Wars The Last Jedi? No. What then? The Greatest Showman. With Hugh Jackman. Yeah. That trailer had me I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm going to start calling him Hugh Showman. I like uh, musicals an awful lot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like big showy musicals, like kind of old school style. Yeah. Um, with a lot of fanfare, sure, and passion, and and a little bit of cheesiness, gotcha, a over the topness, and this movie looks like it has it in spades. Nice. So I'm very excited about that movie. So who maybe after this, that? remind me of what? Who directs that? Uh, the Greatest Showman. I don't know, but uh, I'll look it up. It's not Baz Luhrmann. Oh, it could be. It, it does look very Luhrmanny. Like he do, you know. Um, um, I watched, uh, speaking of uh, showmanship and uh, classic musicals and whatnot, um, I've sort of worked my way through Hail Caesar three <laughs> times within the last week. That's, and I, I like that movie. Um, love it. Okay. Well, it's it's the Coen Brothers thing, you know? It's like you first see it and you're going to be like, eh? But then like after you see it a few more times, then it all starts to click in the, into place. Well, that click has occurred. Um, Fargo has come to an end. Glow is on Netflix. TV shows, TV shows, TV shows, ladies and gentlemen. Pick out your favorites and give them a watch. Um, so, The Greatest Showman is... So, this is this might be a little worrisome, but we'll oh. see. Never directed a thing in his life. Pr- oh. Produced one thing. Um, visual effects guy on six films. Named? Ned Kelly is probably the biggest one. Oh, Wow. But what's his name? What's the director? Oh, the guy's name is Michael Gracie. Michael Gracie. He's got five movies coming up, one of which interests me, called The Muppet Man, and it's a biopic about Jim Henson. Heard of that guy? Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Muppet fan. Very cool indeed. It's funny that it's titled A Gag from one of the Muppet films, The Muppet Man. It's where all the Muppets... Get inside, get on top of each other, and put a trench coat over them. Which movie is that in? Uh, that's the the Muppets with Jason Segel. Oh, they make a Muppet Man. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, if I'm a man, then I'm a muppet of a man. Is it during well, that? No, it's uh, they they go to convince Piggy to rejoin them. Oh, and so they they have to come up with like a a shtick to do it, a, a way to, to like get not seen, and so yeah. they they decide to do Muppet Man. That's fun. Muppet Man. I gotta rewatch that movie. I can't believe I fell for Muppet Man. <laughs> oh Muppet Man! Gosh, was that movie 2011? Something like that. That's forever ago. It was forever ago. It's a long time. Oh boy! Damn it, time. Uh, all right, so that's trailers. Time. Have trailers, you seen any man. actual movies in the theater recently? What was the last thing I saw in the theater? Let's see, Guardians of the Galaxy three times. I came very close to seeing Transformers yesterday, but couldn't make time to do it. I still haven't seen The Mummy. I saw The Mummy. Go on. I think I think you and I should have a conversation. So, um, Eve Allen, Vuster from uh, Michigan. Yes. Uh, Hi, Eve. S- sent us a message saying... Um, I demand you talk about the mummy on your next podcast, and All right. you haven't seen it, so we can't really talk about it. I've got a pretty good idea about what happens. Um, I think it'd be. I think it deserves a conversation. Um, I will say this: Yeah, it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. It doesn't deserve as low a Rotten Tomato score as it got. Ooh, what was its score? Like fifteen percent or something. It's the same Ooh. as Transformers. Ooh, boy. Uh, some of the criticism I've heard, uh, I think people are trying are making something out of nothing. Um, Sounds like people. Yeah, that's absolutely what people um, like to do. But Jerks. there's a lot I loved about it. There, yeah. there, are, there are many, many things in it that they did to set up the sort of what they're calling the dark universe. The dark universe. Um, oh, and. Uh, and I like all that setup. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was... And there was a lot of fun moments. Um, I don't want to get into like the problems with it. There are a lot of problems with it. I don't want to get too heavily into that because I think you should see it and we should have a discussion about it. But Fair um, enough. But, so maybe in a future episode we can... I'll try to check it out. We can discuss it. There is a real noisy truck just hanging That's out. That's a garbage there. truck out there just, just driving oh, around. Oh, it's a garbage truck. Up and down the block, just back and forth. Now, is it true that in the new Mummy movie, The Mummy, mm. is it true that uh, a mummy gets unwrapped and causes trouble for the world? I don't know if I say unwrapped. Unwrap it and tap it. I did... I did correctly predict the ending of the film uh, about five months ago. I thought you were going to say five minutes into the movie. So no. you're saying five months before even seeing the yeah. movie, you predicted... I, I looked at my wife and I said, wouldn't this be interesting? Oh yeah, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, now is it true that Arnold Vosloo does not make an appearance in this? I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Can I uh, complain about something real quick? There, there, there are a lot of references to Universal Films in the, in the movie. That's cool. That's all I'll say. I was listening to another uh, very huge movie podcast, and they were talking about the Brendan Fraser mummy movies, and somebody referred to Arnold Vosloo, the guy who plays the mummy, yeah. as Billy Zane. Oh, no. And nobody on this 
very wildly is successful. This a, is this a podcast I listen to also? Possibly. Nobody on that podcast corrected this person and said, no, that's actually not Billy Zane. They look a little alike, and that's definitely not him. It's Arnold Vosloo. Nobody on the show corrected her, and I was very upset. No disrespect to Billy Zane. She didn't call him Bobo's Billy Zane? I don't think so. I think she just flat out... She uses... If it's the podcast I'm thinking of... Well, this was the special guest. Oh. Referred to him as Billy Zane, and nobody corrected her. What, ep- what episode was this? I don't remember you anymore. You don't remember they're talking about? No. Oh. But I just remember somehow they get on the subject of the early Mummy movies and... Uh, so you don't want to... You don't want to say the name of the podcast because you don't want to call them out. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Correct. It's too bad. It's a good podcast. It's a great podcast. Far better podcast than ours. It's one of my favorites. Well, it's a whole different <laughs> ball game that they're working with. I know. They, um, I, I, was, I was listening to it the other day, and I was like, maybe we should do something like this every once in a while. Because I've got... Yeah, I've they're got, already doing it. Well, I've got movies that they're not hitting, that they should have hit by now. And if, they're not, if they haven't hit them by now, then like they're probably the, not going to. Chickboxer? Chickboxer is, oh, is a prime example. Uh, well, and, and that was the, one of the things that oh, chick boxer. Eve had, had said to me was that it's so bad, yeah. it has to be talked about the mummy. It's so bad, it has to be talked about. I don't think it's that bad, but um, I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of bad movies. And, three. And I, I think that's the thing is like people who haven't experienced some of those kinds of films, yeah. they see a movie like a mainstream movie like The Mummy or whatever and... And they go, that's really bad. It's like, no, 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 no. No, you haven't seen <laughs> That's that. a mediocre movie. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, we could do Axum. We could do... Oh, God. I mean, I've got, I've got a whole bunch of them. Humanoids from Atlantis. Nice. Um, yeah. I could go on. There's a, there's a couple mainstream movies that I can think of that I... 1994. Yeah, we could do Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, Axel, God help us. Um, if Easter's, if you're interested in that, let us know. Um, yeah. But that, it's like my buddy Brian Eric Johnson says, director of the currently available Mobster on iTunes and various other streaming sources. He says, it's really, really hard to make even a bad movie which means it's really, really, really hard to make a good movie. And, you know, with that in mind, I, I have a much greater respect for bad movies. Because well, people are still pouring their, their hearts into those nobody, things. Nobody goes out with the intention of making a bad movie. Well. Nobody, nobody goes out with the intention of doing that. Some people go out with the intention of making something that they think is funny yeah. because they think it plays on the tropes of bad films. <laughs> but they I have think, no idea what you're talking about. But, but, they were, but they're, trying, they're still trying to make a movie that's a good movie. Absolutely. Which is good in, the terms of, in different terms. Yeah. So nobody, nobody goes out going, I want to make a movie that's terrible that right. people don't enjoy. Nobody does that. Nobody. Um. I actually have read a really great book about um, this uh, this father's son wanted to... I think he wanted to drop out of high school. So just a guy wanted to drop out of high school? Yeah. It's, well, this guy's son. All right. And so he was like... I think he was maybe... I'm trying to remember if he was a film critic or not, but he basically was like, 
tell you what, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you drop out, but you're gonna go to my school. I'm gonna teach you. Whoa. And they spent time watching bad movies. All right. And uh, I don't know. It was like a like a a life journey for the two of them. This this guy and his son. Huh. Uh, I need to I need only to find the. Uh, that was the school watching bad movies. Yeah. Let me see. I, I should have a. Interesting. Um, it was watching movies in general. It wasn't just bad movies. It was watching yeah. all sorts of movies. But they watched a lot of bad movies too. Cool. They watched some of the worst movies. Um, sounds like a sounds like a wild story. Yeah, I'm gonna try and. I was somewhat raised on bad movies, you know. Uh, Shakes the clown, killer clowns from outer space. I might be mixing my books up. Goofy, goofy stuff like that. The wraith. I've read a couple different books about people and watching movies. Yeah, I might be mixing my books up. I have to sneeze. Well, I mean that's okay. You didn't even say the title of the book. I have to sneeze, and I don't want to do it. Anymore. Oh no! Don't do it in the microphone. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, jeez. Um. I'll have to I'll have to log in because it was a digital book, so I'll have to log in at some point. A digital book. Yeah. I say digital. Okay. It's sort of like how people have all of a sudden started saying GIF instead of GIF. Yeah. Well, now I'm turning digital to digital. Okay. F U lexicon. Yeah. Vernacular. I'll find out the name. I think I'm mixing up two books. That's okay. But I'll, I'll find out. I'll find out what they are, and I'll, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Um. So, back to have you seen any movies in the theater? Yeah. So I saw the Mummy. I also I also finally caught up and saw that new pirate movie, Pirates Five. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yet either. What's who am I anymore? I'll tell you why. It's because I've been going to film festivals and seeing the likes of The Spearhead Effect and Awaken the Shadow Man. Those are good plugs. Those are good plugs. Thank you. So look for. Terrence Malick presents The Spearhead Effect, and also look for Awaken, The Shadow Man. Terrence Malick presents? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? No, huh? Yeah, he got involved with the production, and apparently now it's being called Terrence Malick Presents. Good for them. Um, I could be confusing my Terrences, but I think I'm right about this. And even if I'm not, I'm not going to bother to look it up now. Because no other podcast bothers to look things up while they're mid-conversation. Even though I think it's perfectly acceptable to do so. Yeah. Perfectly acceptable. I was listening to a different podcast. These two ladies were talking. They were convinced. Mm-hmm. Convinced, Wes. Convinced. That Mary Elizabeth Winstead was playing essentially the two main female leads of the new season of Fargo. Okay. Now, we got Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing one character. We've got the lovely Carrie Coon playing another character. These girls were certain that both characters were played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Do they Winstead. look a lot alike? Uh, they don't look dissimilar, but they don't look terribly alike. I mean, if you were to put them right next to each other, you'd believe they could be sisters or yeah. certainly cousins or something like that. Yeah. But uh, they don't look... Exactly alike by any means, but yeah, here here were these girls on this great podcast, certain that it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and they didn't bother to correct themselves. And the producer looked it up on his phone and chimed in, and I was just like, "Just look it up while you're talking." I do it all the time. Try to catch me looking something up while I'm mid sentence. You'll never catch it. Go back and listen to every episode of View of the Right Thing. <laughs> You'll never hear me look something up unless I announce that I'm looking something up. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to movies in the theater. We're talking movies. We're talking lookalikes. We're talking trailers. We're talking so Awaken the Shadow Man. Do you want me to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, or do you want to talk about a movie you saw in the theater? Well, I'm just going to say, keep your eyes peeled for uh, Spearhead Effect and for Awaken the Shadow Man. Awaken the Shadow Man is... pretty sure they're both going to be streaming soonsies. Shadow uh, Man's coming out in July. On, yeah. In theaters. Yeah, baby. At least in California. Yeah, baby. Buddy. I'm very excited. They can fix us. They fix everything. They can fix us. They fix everything. Is that in the movie? I haven't seen us, it. They fix everything. Don't run they it. Don't don't run the movie. I'm scaring the listener with my whisper. Um, what other movies have I seen in the theater? I feel like there was something I just fracking went to, and now I can't remember what it was. We've I've definitely mentioned seeing Power Rangers. That was months ago. Film Club. Okay, I am mixing two two books up. Oh yeah. So one. Okay, so real quick. Yeah. What did you? I, I didn't hear what you said at all. That's all right, man. I apologize. I'm I'm, I'm me, and I don't even hear what I say. I'm a terrible human being. So there's a book um, on the a guy's. He spends a year just watching bad movies. Whoa! He's he's trying to find the worst movie of all time. Wow! It's called Showgirls, Teen Wolves, and Astro Zombies. <laughs> Go on. Um, and then there's another book. Um, Called the Film Club, and it was a New York Times editor's choice. Oh, um, and I'll tell you what that was about here in just a moment. The film. I'm see. I'm typing in the Film Club. The Film Club. Oops, there it is. That sounds pretty cool. A uh, memoir of himself letting his teenage son drop out of high school under the stipulation that he must watch three films a week. But he doesn't just make him watch three films a week. He makes him watch three specific films each week. All right, and he, they have to discuss them. All right. So the kid learns a lot about like the world and life through film. Pretty kick It's a really cool, a really cool thing that happened. So um, he makes him watch like Dutch. Totally. Meatballs one. No. Um, None Uncle of, Buck. None of that happened. Those movies teach you about life, dude. Um. He made him watch career opportunities. Movies included Citizen Kane, Showgirls. Pulp Fiction, The Last Tango in Paris, The 400 Blows, Ran, uh, ran Singing in the Rain, The Exorcist, and Basic Instinct. Just those movies? No, no, no. Those are some of the movies. Oh, okay. All right. I'll allow it. It's a really neat story. But if you want to watch, the, if you want to read the book about the bad movies, then you want to read uh, Showgirls, Teen Wolves, and Astro Zombies. I'll check that out. Showgirls, Teen Wolves, and Astro Zombies. And the other one was called? Film Club. The Film Club. The Film Club. The I like it. Film Club. I like it a lot. Um, what were we talking about? Theater movies. Oh my gosh, you are all over the map today. Uh, look, I've had one cup of coffee. I've mm. been up since 4 a.m. Uh-huh. I've probably had two cups of coffee. So you haven't seen anything else? Oh, and Dog's Growling. I saw those two festival movies. I saw another huge movie. Yeah? But let's just say that's already been discussed on this show. Okay, gotcha. And... Whoa, Come Walt. on. Walt is like, get 
off the pot. <laughs> I don't know. It'll occur to me later if I have. All right. Well, so do you want to hear my thoughts on pirates or not? Of course. I mean, I can skip it if you want. Of course I want to hear it. Uh, I had a romantic run-in with pirates recently. Okay. Well, it wasn't romantic at all. Do you want to, do you want to explore that instead? I think I already told the story. Mm-hmm. Tell me about with Pirates of the Kurt Caribbean. Russell? Is that your romantic? Dead men tell no tales. It was. Yeah. I fell in love with life that day. Yeah. Uh, so has accepted my proposal. Pirates of the Caribbean... Dead Men Tell No Tales, Tales, starring Javier Bardem, is John Depp. Not a good movie. No. Um, I actually, I think that it's it was made more competently than The Mummy, but I think The Mummy is a more enjoyable film. All right. Um, that pirate movie is so confused about what move, what plot it should be about, like. It starts with one thing and ends with that thing, but that's not really what the movie's about. And then they kind of like throw in a quote-unquote twist that you see coming from a mile away uh, that's revealed as if it's a twist. Um, Kind of like in the last third of the film, and then you're like, okay, so is the movie about this? And ah, it just is all over the place. But ultimately, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, The Greatest Hits. It's, huh. they kind of go, hey, remember that time we did this? And then they shove a thing that's really similar in, in your face. And then you go oh. a little further. And they're like, hey, remember when we did this? And then they shove a thing that's really similar in, in your face. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it wasn't very interesting. Oh, that's a shame. It felt like it had been done a, a, a bunch. There were two dick jokes in like the first 15 minutes, one of which was also a gay really? joke. Really? Yeah. In Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Jokes about the human peen. I mean, there was more. I'm just saying in the first 15 minutes, there were two. That's still, that's and, surprising. And a gay joke is like kind of passe, you know? It's like, yeah. we've, we've, we've evolved. I sure hope so. But then again, look at what happened in November and January. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Curse Skip of the this Dead one. Man's Pearl. End. Curse mm. of the Dead Man's Pearl End. Mm. No, wait. We got Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. <laughs> At World's End. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stranger Tides. Stranger Tides. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Wait a minute. Pirates... Three was mm-hmm. called At World's End. Yeah, because they go to the end of the world. And now the Shaun of the Dead Guys most recent movie is The World's, the world's end. end. That's why I'm getting so confused. All right. So we got Pirates of the Caribbean, Shaun of the Dead. I won't continue with that joke. Nope. You already get it. And you're saying part five is just a rehash of a bunch of other... Mm-hmm. But no Kieran Knightley. Oh, Wes is being very silent and shifting his eyes from side to side. So, what you're saying is possible, Kira Knightley? I'm not saying anything at all. I, I, I'm, I'm saying you don't need to go see this movie. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and sadly, they imply another film. Is it the... going to be called 
Steve Moulton sees Kurt Russell in line for Pirates of the Caribbean? It's Pirates of the Caribbean, please God, stop. Wow. Yo, how many times do they say do they say or sing yo ho yo ho in the movie? I don't think they did. They might have once. But I don't think they did. No. When I auditioned for Pirates 3, we had to like form a big like shirtless slow marching like death march line around a room. Yeah. And sing that song that they all sing at the beginning when everybody's about to be hanged. I actually have a question yo, about the movie if anybody can answer it. Yo. It it might be a small spoiler. Yeah, it's in the one of the trailers, but I, I'm gonna say it's still a spoiler because like if Is people that are question like, where to gold at? No. Okay. Um, because the reason why I say it's a spoiler is because I go out of my way to not watch trailers typically, um, unless I happen to, happen to see them in the theater. So if other people haven't watched the trailer, this would be a spoiler. Uh, so spoiler alert. Here's the question. There is a. Young Jack Sparrow. Oh. In the film. All right. I was unclear if it was like CG special effectsy stuff or if they got somebody that looked kind of like Johnny Depp, a young Johnny Depp. Wow. To be in the film. It was like CG ish enough that I was like, like maybe it was a combination of the two. I don't know. Well, look at it this way. What did we see in. Disney's Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Young kid. Right. What did we see in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Yes. So so you're probably on the right track. Yeah, maybe. The sailor said, Brandy, you're a fine girl. I was really hoping for some backup vocals right there. Mm Mm-mm. You're a fine girl. Having seen Guardians a second time now. Such a fine girl. uh, I am more confident than ever that um, I think they made a huge mistake in the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not alone. It's it's that first that first one was so good. Yeah, this one's just it's. I mean, it's they're great songs, but it's a lot of just really soft rock, yacht rock kind of stuff. They repeat songs more in the second one as well. Like Br- Brandy plays like three times. I remember hearing Brandy twice. I don't remember anything else repeating though. Brandy's three times. So uh, he listens. So it's in the, in the car scene. Right. Star Lord listens to it earlier in the film, and then he listens to it again when his father talks to him. I don't remember it earlier in the film, other than the car scene. Yeah, when he's by himself, he's listening to it. You're a fine girl. Um, another, there's a second song Such too that repeats girl. itself. Um, um, when they walk out of the car in slow, or on the car, the ship in slow motion to go with, off with ego. Oh yeah, that's uh, the chain by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, so that that comes back again. But see, I'm okay with that one coming back. It's just because of how it was used. Repetitive. And if you don't love me now, right? It, the movie's full of like moments that I thought were really good, but. I just don't think the uh, movie as a whole was that as good as I don't know. But it can't be as good as part one. No, no, no. As good as I think people like. I think it got like an eighty or ninety something. Yeah, it was fine. I, I don't think it was that good. I, I, I think it was it's better than Mummy. <laughs> but um, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, this might be one of my least favorite of the Marvel films. Whoa. 
Whoa. I'm just not interested in it. it. Like, I watched it twice now, and I was, like, kind of bored through, like, half the film. And I was just like, and I kind of felt that way the first time, too. Like, I'm glad I saw it. I had fun. And I, like, there's, like, some fun moments, but... Um, Baby Groot. Baby Groot's cool, but, like... <sighs> Rocket working with Jan. It was kind of like... 700 space jumps. I would have liked the movie to have had a slightly more serious tone. The first one had a more serious tone than the second one. The second one was silly. And the the stuff that is really good in it is all the serious stuff. Like, the ending is so freaking good. Yeah. And the payoff is good. Sure. But only because they built serious... All of those scenes that apply to that are serious. Yeah. But they're the minority in the film. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's, it's a little too cute. Yep. Um, as, As adorable as Baby Groot is... There's just a little too much of them. Like, people love dancing Baby Groot at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's just, just have them littered all over this movie. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Um, yeah, but, you know... It, Trash Panda's still funny, though. That's funny, but it, it can't be as good as Guardians 1. So it's not, it's I'm like, not comparing it to Guardians 1. Just, they might as well just have even more fun with it, I guess, is what I'm saying. I, I could just as easily watch Iron Man 3. I feel the same way about Guardians 2 as I do Iron Man 3. Like, there are lots of pieces that I like about it. I think the plot went off track. Um, I don't remember the plot of Iron Man 3. The Mandarin stuff. Oh, yeah! Um, And it was too silly. Again, as another one of those Marvel films that was too silly. Got pretty silly. That's Shane Black style, though. And that's James Gunn style. Yeah. Is to be silly. I... I just not my favorite. I can't knock anything for being silly. I mean, I'm Steve Moulton, baby. You know what I hear is amazing? What? Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. I I have been told on multiple accounts. Yeah. It is like watching the comic book come to life. Get out of here. They say it's like they they finally like have gotten a grasp of what it is that makes Spider-Man's world Spider-Man's world. Hmm. So I'm really excited for it because you know me. I'm I got three Spider-Man books sitting next to me right now. Like I got three right there over there too. Three big ones up there. Cool. So you know I'm a big fan. Did you hear? Um, I have a jacket. I got a Spider-Man jacket that I'm talking about wearing to the movie, even though it's a million degrees outside. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot, bro. When Spider-Man gets here. So it's a spider. It's a leather Spider-Man jacket. I own. A leather Spider-Man jacket. What kind of leather? What animal? Um, probably cow or pig. Interesting. It's nice. Do I love use, it. Do they use pig leather for clothing? Oh, yeah. A lot of suede is pig leather. Oh, yeah, of course. All right. I stand re-educated. Pig leather tends to be a little pricklier and uh, a much wider grain. Right. The pebbling is yeah. much wider. Pig leather. Well, there you have it, folks. Sheep leather is a very small grain. Yeah. Very soft. Should we talk about Odd Thomas? I guess. I feel like we've been going at least an hour now without talking about the We're movie that this, that this episode is dedicated well, to. Well, so here's the thing. When we have a movie where there's not going to be a ton, of, a ton for us to talk about, yeah. uh, I kind of try to... Way a little heavier on theatrical stuff and movie trailers. I can understand that. So we're still... So the podcast is still a movie podcast. Fair fair point. Fair point. So yeah, so we saw Odd Thomas. And we're about 
to <clears throat> explain it to you. I might need to grab some water real oh, fast. Oh, no. Not the water. My head is just, like, drying out all of a sudden. Oh, no. Um, what's water. cool is, though, my microphone comes with me. Yeah, so it's can, pretty good. You, the viewers are going to get to hear the... Uh, we can talk, baby. The sound of the water hitting your cup in the other room. Oh, yeah. I'm going to just go ahead and... Vamp a little, Wes. Vamp a little. Well, you can you can talk in there. Yeah. Talk over the sound of the water going into my cup. Makes me want to go to the bathroom. Yeah, there Whoa. he is. So, I can't hear what Wes is saying. Oh, I'm just, but just this getting this ready for Odd Thomas. Um, it's going to so be delicious. Odd, Odd Thomas <clears throat> starring uh, Anton Yelchin. Fruit. Are you talking about Odd Thomas? Yeah, and oh, uh, yeah. Sto- Stormy Llewellyn, played by Addison Timlin. Mm-hmm. Who's really, like, got kind of a weird presence. I don't think it's just the character. I think it's her. Like, she's just got kind of a real interesting kind of weird presence on screen. Interesting kind of weird, you say? Yeah. Uh, who else was I, in this I, movie? I don't understand Willem that. Dafoe was in this movie. Willem Dafoe, the original Green Goblin. Uh... This woman that I've seen and stuff, but I can't say her name. Oh, uh, that is... Gugu, hang on. Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Yeah. Isn't she also on uh, Orange is the New Black? No, I don't think so. No, she is in like You're my racist. favorite episode of um, She's in Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Yeah. Black Mirror, she was, uh, she was in Undercovers. That was a J.J. Abrams heist show that failed after an episode. I don't remember that at all. Um, but she was in Concussion and Free State of Jones. She was in, oh, she was Plumette in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, uh, cool. The might have recognized her as Plumette. Oh, she was in some Doctor Who in 2007. Yeah, Doctor Who, Tish. She was Tish. She was in Closure. So, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room with Odd Thomas. And that is, it is directed by Stephen Summers. And written by, well, sort of written by... Dean Koontz? It's based on a Dean Koontz book. It's based on a Dean Koontz book, but didn't Summers also write the script for this? Didn't he adapt it? Yeah, yes, he did. He wrote the screenplay. Um, So we got a connection to the mummy. So that's interesting. Mummy connection! Uh, His um, reliance on cheap, cheap CG... And, and thing, camera and, tricks. And guys crawling on walls and ceilings. Yeah. Camera tricks are like his thing, right? Like yeah. things, you know, s- mimicking reality is, is sort of Stephen Summers' thing. All right. Um, and while I like the visual flair, um, it doesn't, doesn't really work that well. No. I don't think so. I mean, do you? did you? Um... No. You didn't seem like you liked the movie very much. I wanted to. It stars Anton Yelchin. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Um, we just we actually just crossed that date a little while ago. Do we want to get the sad the sad bit of trivia out of the way? Which sad bit? I mean, so, everybody, everybody knows. So, so in the film, um, there's uh, the Bodax. Can make things happen. Oh, yeah. And he almost gets hit by a car. Oh, damn, that's right! Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Anyway, Anton, rest in peace, yeah. sweet prince. Man, what a what a f- crying shame. I think, I think he was going to be 
a really special actor. Yeah. It's very rare that child actors grow up and they like keep some sort of sense of sanity and decorum. Yeah. And he really felt like he was going to and he was going to do really great things. He'd already done plenty of great things. Yeah, but it felt like he had like, you know, I, I, I could have seen this kid becoming an Oscar winner. Yeah. You know. He got to play young Chekhov. He got to play young Kyle Reese. Yeah. He was in movies with Morgan Freeman and Anthony Hopkins. and Oh, just... Hearts in Atlantis. How do I forget yeah. Hearts in Atlantis? Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, and he's good in this. He's very good. It's just the whole sh- sh- uh, pie coming together just is like... Addison uh, Timlin is good also. I love But they're her, almost not good together. No? They're almost like so quippy. Like like you made this comment that, yeah, they, that they were like too hip or whatever. A little bit of that, but it's also just they're like... They're never... Their characters are constantly talking. And I don't think that's their fault. Well, and, they're, and they're, it's not just they're constantly talking, but they're also constantly talking in like hip lingo. Yeah, like, like I, I don't know. It's like they're, it's like almost like they're, they were characters from the forties, and that makes a little bit of sense. Brought into the modern era. Yeah. Um, but but it, but it doesn't feel sense. real, right? It, it doesn't feel real in in the setting, right? It's kind of like the film noiry thing, having their own lingo to work with. And this is, in a way, a detective movie. Yeah. So there's a bit of that, but it just it doesn't it doesn't come together well enough. Well, it's not so like a movie like unnoticed. It's not like a movie like Brick, where everybody no, is speaking in noir speak. Right. Do you know what I mean? Where these two are kind of the only two people that exactly. speak that way. Yes. Um, and it it's it's like it's almost like they're trying so hard to be. Like you said, constantly talking and constantly quippy. Yeah. That um, you see everything as it's coming. Like the whole thing about like, you know, there aren't heads in the freezer, are there? Well, it turns out later on yeah. there's a head in the freezer. You know, it's like all that kind of like silly dialogue ends up like you know that it's coming. Yeah. Um, and it And it creates this like sense, like this ingenuine thing, I think, between them. Yeah, I can agree with that. But they're that. both good in their own right. For sure. Um, and I like... I I kind of love the end of the film. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I mean, I have mixed feelings, but that's why I love it. I don't think I love it. I like a good tragedy. What's tragic is how hardcore they went to setting this thing up for sequels. Hmm. And, uh, and uh, it just wasn't a great enough movie for anybody to want sequels of it, I don't think. They cut a bunch of stuff out, too, out of the books. Like, um, But they had some references, which is, at least they referenced it. Um, you know that he has a ghost friend who's, like, always at his side? Oh, really? Um, and they referenced it with a cardboard cutout in his, in his room. Did you see the cardboard cutout in his apartment? I remember seeing a cardboard cutout. I can't remember who it is. Remember an Elvis cardboard cutout? Oh. His uh, buddy is the ghost of Elvis in the books. Wow, like in the song. Okay. Saw the ghost of Elvis, right? Uh, sure. Down on Union Avenue. So I guess they cut him out. They cut Elvis out. That makes sense. 
They cut out some stuff with his parents. And I think it's interesting because I think these are things that maybe could have like helped fl- flesh out the characters a little bit more. That's yeah. the other thing is the characters, as much as I really enjoy the film, yeah. um, the characters, you never really, ha- there's no building. Yeah, a little bit. What building there is, is through dialogue of like Anton Yelchin telling you, this is who I am. This yeah. is who Stormy is. This is who the police chief is. Yeah, there's almost an endless... Uh, uh, voiceover narration happening, which gets to be overwhelming. Yeah. Rather than showing us through the plot and through yeah. how the characters act, it's like, oh, she's the coolest girl and da 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 and she, you know, she loves me. It's like, you don't have to tell us that she loves you and that you love her. Show us that you guys love each other. Like, yeah. you don't have to, like, have dialogue about it. Um it's funny that you say they cut a lot of stuff out, and yet so much stuff is crammed into this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they... <laughs> they oh, I'm getting a box. Oh! Somebody's coming up here with a box. Living in a cardboard box. Living in a box. You do that, I'll sing there. Walking Thank in you. Memphis. Yeah. Followed him up to the gates of Graceland. <laughs> so, I, I just told the guy to just leave the box there. Uh, so... Um, you know, they cut out some stuff with, like, his parents. They never really explain. He talks about how his mother was crazy and tried to, I think, kill his father, stab his father with a knife or something. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, his mom played by the scorchingly hot Leonor Varela. Okay. Well, it's sort of implied that maybe she sees things. And because he sees things. Yeah. Like, he sees dead people. Like... Oh. Maybe there's some sort of connection there, but I guess in the book there isn't. She's like, she's just crazy. Um, And neither of her parents have the same gift. Maybe her crazy is what gave him his gift. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. We may never find out. Unless we read other Odd Thomas books. I believe there are several, right? I think there are. You, you know there's this other thing in the movie where it sort of feels like the town is supposed to be a character. Yes. Right? Like you have like the grill, you have the ice cream shop, you have the bowling alley. Sure. You have like a town square outside the grill that like he sees the boat accident, he talks to the uh, Gugu. Yeah. Um, and there's all these people like... Like, there's townspeople, like, wandering around and stuff. Thousands of them. Um, and yeah, the mall is crazy, but... Um, so it just seems like they wanted to build this world where this town, this small town exists. Um, but you never really get a feel for who the character of the town is. Yeah. Because they're so busy doing, just doing stuff. Um, I'm not sure how you change the plot to, like, tell everything in one film. I don't know if maybe you make it longer and you have some scenes with some downtime to right. like to like just there breathe. Was, there was no downtime in this movie. There's no shoe leather in this film. Like, you know, like shoe leather is sort of like the pacing of things back and forth yeah. where you're kind of going like, cut that out. We don't need so much walking around. We need to just get to the heart of it. This movie has none of it. Yeah. Um, and then the mall... With thousands and thousands of people, right? It's like, how are there this many people? Everybody knows each other. Yeah, how how does everybody know each other if there's this many people in the town? Which is kind of crazy. 
Um, and the mall was just always packed. Like in every scene in the mall, it was just super packed full of people. Yeah. And it's like, why aren't these people at work? <laughs> why are they all in the food court right now? <laughs> um, oh, odd Thomas. But you know who I loved in the film? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe and the woman that played his wife in the film. Oh, I yeah, thought he did play his wife. I thought those two were really great together. Even though she's not like really present in the film a whole lot, um, they had sort of like a funny running gag about him trying to woo his wife. It was date night. And uh, and they kept getting interrupted, which I I what, thought worked. What was his wife's character I mean, name? I don't know, Mrs. Mrs. Police Chief. Mrs. Police Chief. Right under him on IMDb is a character named uh, Le- Le- Levana, played by Carmen Corley, but that could be anybody. It could be anybody. Who played Defoe's wife? What was his character's name? He was Chief Wyatt Porter. So, so is there another Porter somewhere in here? Not that I can see just yet. Wop bop. Viola Peabody. Could could um oh Penny I was gonna say maybe maybe Lavana was the 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 girlfriend of the the cop that gets killed oh. I think that I think that's no yeah that might be her so there's Penny Penny Callisto is the first ghost he sees right right um so maybe Lavana or maybe Lavana is one of the I don't know. I don't know. It's all... It's all... Oh, Carla Porter. How about that? Laurel Harris. That's her. That's her? That's her. Laurel Harris. I thought her and Willem Dafoe were good. Oh, she's in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, I've seen that movie. But uncredited, even though she has a character name, first and last. Why would she be uncredited? Yeah, that's weird. What on earth... I don't remember her being in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Well, maybe that's why she's uncredited. Yeah, maybe she got cut out, and so they just left her uncredited. Oh, Laurel. Um, why is my phone acting like I'm not on your Wi-Fi? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, buddy. You know a movie I did watch? She is right there. What a heartbreaking ending, huh? Yeah, very sad. I know you're about to talk about a movie you watched. I no, just I, mean, I derailed you back yeah, to no. We're Odd still Thomas. we're still in Odd Thomas. We should we should keep it here for another minute. Um, yeah, the 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 ending will break your effing heart. Uh, it doesn't help that I have a friend who looks quite a bit like uh, Addison Timlin. Uh, and uh, I remember when I first saw her in spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> that I have a friend who looks like Addison Timlin. Well, no, because you said break. Ah, well, they're supposed to have watched the movie if they're listening anyway. Um, I remember when we first saw her in the 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 requel to uh, the town that dreaded sundown, and uh, I thought to myself, "Oh my gosh, is that so and so?" Yeah, and I was immediately proven wrong. But that's how similar they look. That's right. We this is our second Addison Timlin movie. Heck yeah, it is. If you if you're listening. And you haven't watched or heard our episode about the town that dreaded sundown? Check out both, because that is an entertaining and scary movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought there was a lot, a lot to talk about and a lot going on with that film. Yeah, um, and it kind of makes the original better. Yeah, I agree. 
Because the original, yeah, like it's scary and stuff, but horror movies didn't really know what they were doing back then, and so it's very silly at times. Yeah. Um, But now with this newer movie about somebody copying the old original murders based on a true story... Yeah. Um, it, it actually makes the original version even better now. And that's pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. It's pretty rare that a movie gets to do that, you know? I agree. I agree. Although some movie, some other movie just did that. Alien Covenant, Wes. <laughs> I, that's the movie I've seen in theaters. I that saw I that recently. About. So did I. Yeah, do you want to talk about Alien Covenant? Eh, we don't have to go too deep into it. But a lot of people say, like, Alien Covenant Made retroactively Prometheus. makes Prometheus better. Let's, and, I, let's, and I think that's true. Let's have a little Alien Covenant conversation as soon as we wrap up uh, Odd Thomas. Um, anything else that uh, struck you about this film? I know we didn't really talk about the plot very much. Basically, he sees dead people and he solves crimes. Right, like a ghost will come to him that's been freshly murdered and they'll sort of try to lead him to the murderer and so then he tries to help the police catch the murderer but them being the police... You know, they've got to have bookable, convictable Mm -hmm. evidence that's going to hold up in court. So they sort of have to fib and fudge in the whole fact that these cases are pretty much being solved by, you know, a young adult who sees ghosts. And, you know, so so he's trying to work together with the police to, to help them get the evidence they need when he knows flat out that this is the guilty party. Yeah. Um... But even that, I mean, that is like shavings off a carrot in this overwhelmingly large salad of a movie that's just a little too much. It's it's very similar to The Frighteners. I love The Frighteners. I love The Frighteners, too. Although I haven't watched it in probably 15 years. I think... When a man's jawbone drops off, I it's think time to reassess the situation. Frighteners, Frighteners might is be... Awesome. Definitely my favorite, but might actually be, and people are going to freak out, the best Peter Jackson film. Wow. Wait a minute, though. Yeah? Didn't he do uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Peter Jackson? I thought he directed that. He did Kong. You bet he did. Well, he did King Kong, 2005. Yeah, yeah. I thought he directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I don't think so, but I wouldn't give... Is that give, a dream I had? I wouldn't give Rise of the Planet of the Apes over Frighteners. Right. They're both pretty cool. Uh, um, but yeah, Frighteners is cool. If you're if you consider yourself a movie fan, Rupert Wyatt, and you have not, I don't know, man. Look, I don't get a lot of sleep. Okay, facts go into my head, and you were like, it's got Andy Circus in it, so it's, it's got to be Peter Jackson. That's probably exactly what I was thinking without even realizing I was thinking it. Um, yeah, Frighteners, check it out. This this is the Very not well not as good version of the. Fr- I mean, it's a really similar idea where yeah. a guy can see ghosts and he solves the crimes, right? Um, and there's sort of a serial killing thing going on, which there sort of is an odd Thomas, yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, I'm trying to avert some big catastrophe. Yeah. Oh, frighteners! Mwah. Although in I miss Michael J. Though. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I saw an unfortunate headline the other day saying that his health has kind of taken a turn for the worse. That sucks. That does, man. Michael J. Fox, we're pulling for you. We love you. Um, should we step into Alien Covenant? Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, like, 
would you would you recommend this movie to people? Would you say give it a see? I enjoyed I don't it think enough. I can I enjoyed it enough that I could say like it's a fun movie. It's not like I wouldn't put it up there ahead of some other things. But if you know you don't have anything to watch, it's on Netflix. I feel like it was just so noisy in my brain all the time. It's funny. I I looked up some reviews. It got I think two stars from RogerEbert.com. Yeah, and uh, the comment section yeah. from that review were almost just overwhelmingly against the reviewer. Wow, really? Yeah. People really seem to really like the film. That's that's another reason why I think I feel like I could recommend it to people. All right. Is because I think I think generally it's not like it's not the greatest film, but it's it's fun enough. I enjoy it much more than Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's cool. Yeah, I don't hate it. I enjoyed it more than The Mummy. Sure. I can understand that. But, uh... Not as not more than Stephen Summers' The Mummy. Right. But more than The Mummy right, Tomb of the Emperor Dragon. Wasn't it uh, Curse of the Dragon Emperor? I don't know. One of those. I thought it was Tomb of the, the Emperor Dragon. The one where all of a sudden uh, Brendan Fraser's kid is as old as he is. And, and Maria uh, Bello plays Rachel Weisz's character. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jet... Jet Li is the new mummy. And that's the thing. I love Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. That's what Emperor. I said. I like I said Emperor Dragon. You, well, I think you said like Crypt No, I said Tomb. Time. You said Crypt, crypt Keeper, Keeper Showtime on Showtime. Uh, but that one was directed by Rob Cohen, who's an even worse director. And, man, that guy's a bad director. I didn't hear a word you just said. Yeah, Rob Yeah, I'm not a Rob Cohen fan. Um, so anyways... Yeah, if you didn't watch it, if you didn't watch it, um, you, you got nothing better have. to do. Give it a shot. And it's not a very long movie. That it's part's nice. Hour and a half, you know, roughly. Yeah, but I mean, it's like you know, I've sat through Zodiac director's cut probably seven or eight times in my life, front to back, two hours and forty-ish minutes, and I'll do it again probably this year. But I can't see myself sitting down for Odd Thomas again anytime soon. I bet I've seen Odd Thomas three times now. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I did it. You could do it. Did you hear what they're doing to uh, try to reboot it? Odd Thomas? Yeah. But they, are they really? They're doing a cloaked reboot. Called, You're lying. Called Even Timothy. <laughs> the Even Life of Timothy Green. <laughs> He's going to be like, my name's Even Timothy. A 97 minutes. So, Ghosts so just can see about me. About an hour and a half. A little more. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, so, a movie I saw that wasn't in theaters, but is new and is white hot is... Oh, hello! Uh, so, here's the thing. I have a hard time with the, I have a hard time with those characters. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely good for, like, taste. really small bits. Like, they're good for, like, two minutes. <laughs> I can't imagine watching a whole thing about them. Uh, an entire two-hour Broadway is it, play. Is it really? Like, two hours? Ugh. I don't think I could do it. I don't it. know how long it is, but it Are they those characters long. the whole time? Oh, yeah, and I uh, love it. I don't think I could do it. Oh, hello. Do they do too much tuna? I'm not going to tell you. Too much tuna. That's. I mean, it's funny. Oh, that's too much tuna. Um, well, it's sort of... What Oh, Hello is also doing is it's those two characters uh, just lampooning every everything they possibly can about, like... Famous 
dramatic theater. Like, not Broadway stuff, even though it is Oh Hello on Broadway. Yeah. They're not going after, you know, the big musicals and all that. They're going after, like, famous um, dramatic stuff, like Neil Simon and Neil Abute and, uh, uh, you know, Sam Shepard, all that kinds of stuff. Um, And they're just, like, taking all these funny little jabs at it. So it's like, if you really love the theater, it's got a really, it's got a lot of great jokes in there for you. Um, and then it's, you know, it's John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. So it's like, yeah. if you like those guys, you're going to like it. So to, so to explain to the audience, that, that the listeners that don't know, so um, there was a sketch on the Nick Kroll show, which was on Comedy Central, um, where Nick Kroll, who's kind of funny, and John Mulaney, who's very funny, um, play these old, uh, these old Jewish, like, New Yorkers who have a public access show. Right. Where they have, like, some guest on there, and they, they interview him for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then, invariably, they always do it in a diner, and invariably, a giant sand, tuna sandwich shows up as a Giant prank. is an understatement. Yeah, they, they have somebody, they order them a tuna sandwich, and then when it gets there, it's got... Too, too much, much tuna. tuna. And uh, it's very silly, but it's funny. And Oh Hello is that... Uh, on on steroids and on Broadway, quite frankly. If I'm speaking honestly, it is indeed produced and performed on Broadway. I would almost rather watch a two-hour movie with um, Bobby Bottle Service, <laughs> another character from the Crawl Show, or the Lizzes, because or the Lizzes. I would watch two. That's hours the other thing is I could maybe no watch problem. two hours of the. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, partially because I love, love, love Jenny, Jenny Slate. Slate. She's so funny. She is so freaking funny. Yeah. And she's doing like every animated movie now too because she's got such a great voice. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? She does a YouTube video um, where she plays a, a shell. A, a, yeah, a shell. Oh yeah. What's that called? Uh, is it, is it, it's not Sheldon, is it? No, it's like something the shell. Yeah. It's like Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell. Right? Marcel the Shell. If you guys haven't seen Marcel the Shell, there's like three videos. Look them up. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, so... Jenny Slade. I don't know if I could watch two hours of of those old guys. Well, like I said, if you really like theater, then there's plenty of jokes in there for you. There's a real funny joke uh, towards the end where uh, Nick Kroll as Gil Faison is walking... Off stage, out into the audience, and he just starts randomly commenting on like on audience members, and he spots these two kids, and you hear him go, "What are you? How old are you? Sixteen? What about you? Fourteen? Did you understand anything we just fucking did up here? It's great. It's a great it's joke. It'd be really great if they did like a everybody check under your seats, and there were tuna sandwiches under the seats. I don't think they do that, but I almost think they do a check under your seats thing. But now mm-hmm. I can't remember. But wouldn't it be uh, funny if it was tuna? Oh, it'd be gross if it was tuna. Yeah. Uh, um, that's too much tuna. So okay, so real quick, let's do Alien Covenant and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Wrapping it on up. Okay, so Alien, Alien Covenant. Covenant. Also another movie I didn't think was as bad as some people are making it out to be. I didn't really enjoy it that much though. Understandable. Uh you were talking about how it retroactively makes Prometheus better. Yes. Why do you think it does that? Also, spoiler alerts. We probably will have spoilers in this. Well, it shows you 
what a certain character does after the very end of Prometheus, which is pretty cool. But that isn't. I don't think that may that makes Prometheus better. Do you? Like yeah. having that be vague, I don't think necessarily hurt the film. No, I think it's much better that they showed you specifically what he did, yeah. which we won't spoil it. I, mean, we, I just said there'd be spoilers. You can if you All want. All right. I mean, you don't have to. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. But I think you know that scene showing what he does is pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And then, um, and then here, here's the thing. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Alien. Yeah. Is like outstanding, right? Yeah. It's a sci fi horror movie. And it's rad. Yeah. Aliens. A war film. Is outstanding. It's a sci fi war film that's a sequel to a horror movie and it's outstanding. Yeah. Nothing within that franchise is ever going to top parts one and two. Not Alien Resurrection? Not Alien Resurrection, I'm sad to say, as much as I love Winona Ryder. Here's... But hang on, though. So nothing involving the Xenomorph alien is ever going to be better than those first two movies. So you might as well just enjoy the ride and and enjoy the fact that they're, they're taking this movie... You know, about these aliens, but there, there's really a more sinister enemy involved. It's just the alien is the monster that's really, you know, tearing everything to shreds. The Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. And so, I think that the fact that they're playing with that is pretty cool. And uh, somebody said, I think it might have been Jimmy Pardo on Never Not Funny, said something along the lines of like, within this movie, there is like... An incredible short film that takes place between two characters. And if you could see just that without yeah. it being wrapped in the alien monster movie, that that should win Oscars, frankly. But then you've got all this alien stuff and spaceship stuff and, oh, can we get down close enough to the planet to rescue him? And, oh, this guy's got to take a leak and he kicks this thing and he doesn't even bother taking a leak. He says he's got to take a leak and he just goes and sits on a stump and then he... And blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so all that stuff. I enjoyed the heck out of it. But, you know, there was, there was some idiot plot stuff going on. It yeah. happens. I, um, I don't think the movie should be better than Aliens. It can't be anyway. The, hypothetically. Even if it could be. I don't H- think it should be. H-I-G-H. Pathetically, man. <laughs> I'm making joint fingers. Okay. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. All right. Steve, we we get it, we get it. That was the sound of a token. Token. Can I make my point now? Of course, you can make your point. All right. Even if it could be, I don't think it should be. Could be and should be are very different. Of course. And it's the same thing. I'm gonna compare it to the Star Wars prequels. Those movies shouldn't be better than the original trilogy. Those movies, and they aren't, and they're definitely not. Um, but they, even if they could have been, they shouldn't have been. Mm. You need to, when you're building a series, you have to build up. You can't, you can't like start awesome and then go down. That's that's not what you want to do. True. So you want to start at a really like keep it really really simple, which is what I think. I think 
in some ways that sort of kind of hurt Prometheus not just that it was simple but that it was almost so simple that like some of the subtext like all the stuff about like a woman's body and like like making decisions for women like like, all of that subtext was kind of gone because it was almost too simple and people missed it of course because people are stupid you hear that listeners and likewise I feel like uh, Alien Covenant was too simple in that we've seen it before. Like, I never, I never felt worried about any of the characters because I already knew they were all dead. <laughs> so, like, I just was like, honestly, I sat in the theater. I was kind of bored. I was like, I yeah. remember thinking to myself, "This is like about two thirds of the way through the film." I was like, "This is kind of boring." I, I mean. I want it to be good, and there's cool things happening. Yeah. But like, I don't care about anybody. Like, the I ca- recorder scene that was incredible. Uh, okay. When one guy's holding the recorder and the other guy's working the I don't the think notes it's for incredible, him. but um, it's an incredible scene. Uh, I like the 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 woman who's the main character. I can't remember her name. Waterston, a man, Kath- Catherine, Catherine Waterston, Waterston from. No. That's not from right. Inherent Vice. That's not right, is it? It's definitely Waterston. Uh, is it? Katie Waterston? No. Uh, I keep wanting to say Samantha Waterston, but that's just because I'm thinking of veteran actor Sam Waterston. Catherine Waterston. It was Catherine. Catherine with a C or a K? And the K. Catherine Waterston, view the right thing as fans of you. Huh. She looks so different with short hair. Um, so... I, I I liked her character. I was attached. It's the one character that you're kind of attached to because you feel for her right away. For sure. Um, My favorite character was her husband. But like you, <laughs> yeah, James Franco. Hell yeah, um, guy's awesome. Yeah, he, yeah. Don't say it. Okay, he, that guy's just awesome. He is awesome. Uh, I. How many movies is this for Franco and McBride now? Don't answer that. All right. So I, I'm like totally like confused about what I was going to say now. Catherine Waterston. I liked her. I identified with her. I felt for her. But I, again, knew that nothing good was going to come out of this. So I didn't really care. Understandable. That's the danger of prequels, too. I mean, the prequels have to get us to the movies that already well, exist. Well, they didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't do that in Prometheus, though. Like, but they sort of did. Retroactively. Yeah. Well, I mean, Prometheus- she gets away at the end of Prometheus. Like, yeah. that's the thing is like Prometheus has this like sense of like who knows what's next. Yeah. And the thing that I kind of didn't like about this is they like closed that chapter. They were like, yeah, that's true. There you go. That's what happened next. Now, now Alien One is next. Could there be anything in between? Do they leave? Yeah, I mean, room? there could be. Because this is that's not the ship that they. Yeah, How do they get the alien on the on their ship? In Alien One. I always forget. Don't yeah. they answer a distress call or something? They go to answer a distress call and then a face hugger and then a chest burst. But that's not the shit. But that's not, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to rewatch Alien oh, apparently. How great was the uh the mother scene though? We've been waiting. Waiting for what? For a mother. Yeah. That was that was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. I liked um uh, surprisingly, I like Danny McBride, who I historically do not like at all. No, I don't find his shtick funny. Um, this is the end. I find I find him very off-putting. He's bounding down. Nope, don't like it. Drillbit Taylor. 
I only saw it like on a plane, so I didn't, wasn't really paying attention. Um, and it was like it was like a Comedy Central, so it was like commercials and stuff. So I was flipping the channels. Tropic Thunder. No. Principles. No. What was that show called? Vice Principles. Vice Principles. Vice Principles. I I don't find him funny. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I think I understand the shtick. People are like, ah, oh, it's redneck. Ha 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 ha. But like, I don't think that's funny. It's the same way that I don't think that Foot something. This way? Oh no. Um, something else that people find really funny is um, like Melissa McCarthy falling down. I don't think fat people falling down is very funny. People love when fat people fall down. I just don't think it's funny. I fell down once. How many times do we have to watch people Melissa McCarthy fall down? Uh, as many times as she's willing to do it, I guess. No, see, no. Hollywood's it, not going to stop, Wes. After you do it a couple times, it's like, okay, let's move on. They're not going to stop. That's what, made, that's what made someone like John Candy a freaking genius. John Candy falls down. After a while, he stopped doing that kind of shtick. He was very subtle. His comedy was very, became very, very subtle. I mean, he, And it became a lot less about his size... And a lot more about like his reaction to everything around him. He he was a genius. John Candy was great. There's not a lot of there's not. I, I'm I'm hard pressed to think of a lot of like physical fat guy humor. I'm in, look, no, I'm looking at my watch I because know. John Candy died at 44. Oh, that's sad. And it occurs to me. I'm now closer to that age than I've ever been in my entire life. Which is literally true every day. Every day, day, yeah. But still, yeah. I just watched Uncle Buck the other night. And I was like, damn it, man. I miss John Candy. And then I was like, how old was he when he passed away? And he was only 44, dude. Yep. That's crazy. But Uncle Buck, one of his later movies, he falls down. He humps a washing machine. He, uh... He, uh, what else does he do? Where did so he fall down? Did he slip on ice? At the very end of the movie, he's listening at a door, and somebody kicks the other side of the door, and he goes flying back and lands on his, on his back and then sits up and asks a goofy question. Somebody told me when uh, Spy came out. Yeah, Spy's funny. I was like, I don't really have an interest in seeing it because I just think it's going to be a bunch of fat jokes. And somebody Some saw it. For sure. No, somebody saw There's a lot. I ended up seeing it. There's the whole movie, the whole premise of the film yeah. is that it's funny because she's fat. That's sure. the entire premise of that plot. Yeah, but I mean, if she's, if she's willing to own it, then go for it, you know? I have to own my fatness as a funny I don't, man. I don't think that that is that funny. It's, I, here's, here's my problem with it. It's yeah. tired and old. Like, m- let's move on to better comedy. I mean, you can say that all you want, but Hollywood's not going to listen. What's sold then will sell tomorrow. That's not true. That's totally true. We have we have talkie. We have talkies now. This I mean, it's like we it's has seen Hollywood Ghostbusters and a fifth Pirates for crying out loud. It's totally true. Innovation in technology has always been for three things: war. The porn industry and the entertainment field. Yeah, we have constantly pushed forward and innovative and innovated and changed styles and content throughout the history of film. Right. We can do better in comedy. We can, 
But until somebody does and then also is successful with it, it's not going to change. I'm not saying we shouldn't try to change it. Do better, Hollywood. That's all I'm saying. Do better, Hollywood. I'm not saying we shouldn't try. I'm just saying, you know, uh, don't count those chickens before they hatch. Mm, Chicken. Wes is walking out of the room. I'm going to vamp while Wes... I'm getting the bucket. Moves around. Oh, he's getting the Muppet bucket to select our next movie. I'm very excited because he lets me select. Going to jam my hand into the paper shreds. Going to mix it around with my man hand. This is the Muppet Bucket song I just wrote. While Wes looks at me like an angry brother who's tired of his little brother's BS about the Muppet Bucket. I hold in my hand a single piece of paper, Wes. Okay. On this piece of paper is the title of a movie that has been recommended by our selective process for choosing movies for View the Right Thing. Placed in the Muppet Bucket to be randomly selected. What have we randomly selected today, Wes? You tell me you're old that... I like this movie. Okay, that means you've seen it and I have not. Viggo Mortensen, Renee Zellweger, Ed Harris, and Jeremy Irons. A history of... A, his, a history of Bridget Jones's violence. Bridget Jones's violence. No, the movie is Appaloosa. Appaloosa. I love this. Movie. Is it about horses? Oh, uh, I mean, there are definitely horses. This I is mean, a western. A, a breed of horses, right? Uh, Appaloosa. Um, I believe there are. Yeah, it's it's a western uh, about uh, friendships and loyalty and quite a few other things. But it's a it's a cool western. Is it have dudes doing it with each other? Like like Brokeback Mountain? Uh, not that I remember. But maybe. I've maybe. never seen that. You've never seen Brokeback Mountain? No. I almost don't believe you. All right. Well, I wish I, I didn't... i seen pieces of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. I wish I didn't have to quit recording this podcast right now. Yeah, it's time, though. It's been a long one. We kind of were all over the map on this one. Yeah. But it's okay. That's, it's that's been a okay. while. It's been a while for us. Hasn't necessarily been a while for the listeners because we've been releasing them pretty regularly, but... For you and I, it's been a little while. It's been a while, a song by Stained that people still listen to for some reason. Appalooza. I'm excited about this one, man. I'm excited that you're excited. This is a cool movie. I kind of just want to dive into it right now, but you haven't seen it. That would be unfair. Yeah, sorry. Viewsters, if you're listening, get yourself a copy of Appalooza. Rent it. Rent it. Stream it, find it, watch it. Let's you know. Let's You'll do something we did. Let's do something we've never done. <laughs> yes, let's. All right, I'm gonna pull up. Pull it up. My favorite site to mm. uh, to get movies. Voodoo. Voodoo. Oh, hello is not on Voodoo. Oh, oh, it's maybe not on here. Appaloosa isn't on Voodoo. It's got to be somewhere though. It says no results found. Well, check movie. Am I spelling it wrong? A P P. I didn't do two. Or maybe P's. just one P. I don't know. I did one P. Just check moviephone.com. Try It'll tell two you exactly P's, where to find it. My friend, Ed Harris directed it. Oh yeah! All right, so check this out. You can rent it in standard def, which would be like your uh, regular DVD. Standard Def. For $2.99. You can rent it in high def, which would be like a Blu-ray. Nice. HDX for $3.99. You can buy it in standard for $9.99, or you could buy it in HDX for $13.99. So, 
some options there, not very expensive to either own or to rent. No. Um, I highly recommend Voodoo. And it's a kick a movie. Voodoo's doing their 10th anniversary right now, and it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, Every weekend they do 10 cent rentals. What? That's awesome. For for certain movies. Is Airborne on there? I haven't seen it. Um, (laughs) And then they've been doing... Five dollar HDX films that you get to you own them at that point. Whoa! Now people might go, I don't want to buy have a collection of movies online. But here's the thing: one yeah. of the cool thing about the, one of the things I love about Voodoo. Absolutely, I do. You can download your movies. Start over. So not only can you stream them, you can just download them and keep them on a hard drive. Nice. If you want it. Real nice. They also have a feature where you can take your phone and scan your your DVDs that you already own. Oh, yeah. And only pay like two bucks to turn it into a digital version. That's pretty radical. Yeah. A little more expensive if it's like can a you, DVD going to high def. Can you scan your VHS collection and do that? Or does it have I don't to be know. a DVD barcode? Did you see the picture I posted from my vacation bedroom? I did. It was pretty cool. It was magical, man. Like, I'm chilling. I go, I go into the bedroom and it's teeny tiny. Like, any, if I'm not laying on the bed, I'm standing and bumping into something, right? Yeah. And then I go to open the closet. To put my bag in there, and it is just loaded with VHSs. And there was one little shelf of DVDs at the very bottom. But even though, like, I was like, I don't have time to watch all these movies while I'm here. And I don't even know if this place has a VHS player. But there was just something so, like, heartwarming about just being that close to so many movies in that moment. That's what my closet used to look like. It made me feel so great. Yeah? Yeah. That's what my closet in my mom's house used to look like. Actually... I've still got all my VHSs in my bedroom right now, but they're hidden, see? You know, I worked for a long time at a Suncoast video. Nice! Oh, Suncoast was the jam. It was so jacked up, though. And then, in college, I worked at, and after college, uh, for a short while, I worked at Sam Goody, which is the same company. Oh, yeah. So, still getting all those movies. Suncoast was so cool, but their prices were insane. But, uh... Four years at Blockbuster, one year at West Coast Video, a couple of months at 2020 Video here in L.A. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. Quick, quick stop. Quick stop. <laughs> Isn't you that have, from Clerks? Yeah. Do you have Happy Scrappy Hero Pup? <laughs> Happy Scrappy. All right. Cool. Mini That's, Trucker Magazine. Yeah. Ooh, Navy Seals. All right. <laughs> we are done for this episode. Thank you guys for listening and bearing with us. I know we were kind of all over the map. This episode, but we love you, and we love just movies in general, so we're going to do that on occasion. Heck yeah, we are. Thank you for listening to uh, View the Right Thing, and uh, it's almost 4th of July. Watch Jaws, but also watch Appaloosa. I can't believe I didn't talk about my, my other movie experience th- that I had last weekend. I'll save it for our next episode. Okay. I went and saw my favorite film in the theater. But we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll we'll leave that a mystery for now. Keep in mind, Wes's favorite film is no. Don't you do it. <laughs> we'll keep it a mystery for now, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. Oh, Bon Cinema.